Hello, friends, and welcome to the U-Turn Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, a speaker, a best-selling author of the book, U-Turn. Get unstuck, discover your direction, design your dream career. And I created the U-Turn book and the podcast as a place to help you connect to who you truly are at your core. And that's why every single week, I want to bring a guest on with the intention of helping you expand what's possible for you, both in your confidence, whether it's in work or love, and just in life in general. So let's get into this week's episode. Hey, U-Turn friends, it's Ash here, and I'm so excited to bring Ben Reinberg onto the show. He started building his commercial real estate empire at 24 years old, and today he has over $500 million in assets across the country, and he shares his wealth building, his commercial real estate investing, his self-improvement, and his leadership insights and his knowledge with his audience all over the world. And he also has a really fun podcast right now called I Own It, um, Ben Reinberg's I Own It podcast. And when he says I own it, he's not just talking about the hundreds of millions of dollars and you know real estate that he owns. It's about so much more. It's about what we're taking in with our thoughts. It's what we're taking in with our food, with our emotions, with our commitments. So today I want to talk to him about how he has created wealth, how you can start thinking differently about your own wealth, your own security, your own future, mindset shifts that he's made, and really how he stepped into commitment. Because I think that when you have a vision like this, you got to be committed. So without further ado, thank you so much, Ben, for coming on. Ashley, I'm I'm so thrilled to be here. What an honor. And thank you for having me. And, uh, and I know I will add a lot of value to your audience because that's what it's about is serving and helping others. So uh, bring it on. Let's get right into it. I'm very excited to be here and very grateful to be able to have a conversation with you in front of your audience. So thank you very much. Thanks for being here. And, you know, like it's interesting because I started this podcast years ago when I had a little email list and I didn't want to sell things to them, even though, you know, that's not to say that selling things is not helpful. I just wasn't in the mood. I wanted to be of service. And so this podcast was really based on that was how do I just connect with these people in a way that feels good? And so the show, it's, it's so fun to see it grow so much and monetize and keep the lights on in my office and do all the things it does. So there's guests like you out there that I think have that service consciousness. But I also know that like when you create success, it's like it's hard to think of serving other people when you're like at the beginning, you know, especially financially. It's like when you're having that need to take care of yourself. So I'm curious to learn kind of from the beginning, like what was it that got you on this path? Well, yeah. And just to touch on what you just said is that while we're talking, if there's someone out there, anyone uh, from any walk of life that I could add value to or something I say, touch them, then I I know I did my job with you. I know it's a special podcast. So when I was young, I was, I was always an entrepreneur. Uh, my first job when I was eight years old, uh, I used to sell cigarettes at a bar. I was undercutting the machines and uh, and it was for cash. And so that was my first job. I don't think it was really the most ethical thing to do. But at eight years old, I was looking for money so I can buy candy and get Slurpees at the 7-Eleven down the street from where I grew up. And and that was important to me. So I figured out how to make money. And uh, and money was a conduit for me that I learned as I got older. It was a way for freedom, ability to 
have the choices I want. I didn't like working for someone. I had various jobs when I was a kid and in high school and stuff. And I realized that I was always an entrepreneur. I had that entrepreneur spirit. I had that risk tolerance. When I first got out of college, I went to Indiana University and my mother said to me, she said, you know, Ben, uh, you really need to get a job. There's a recession going on. It's going to be tough. So that was my goal. So I got a job in accounting and I was on audit. And I tell this story, there's a billionaire that said to me that you're not much of an accountant. And and he was an influence. He didn't realize how much he influenced me from that one statement. I remember I came back to the Chicago area where I was working at the accounting firm and left the accounting firm. And long story short, started Alliance, my company now. It's called Alliance Consolidated Group of Companies. That allowed me to start building wealth. And I did my first deal when I was younger. I syndicated it, uh, had great success, great profit, and that launched me. And we built over 10 million square feet, hundreds of assets we've owned, bought and sold and continue this day. And there's a lot of key factors that were able to create the success. And a lot of it was drive, persistence, managing my emotions. You know, you talk about mindset. Yeah. If you're in commercial real estate, mindset is everything. Okay. It's a lot of no's. It's no, 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 no. And then yes. Mm -hmm. It's uh it's a it's a high stakes poker game that I play for a living. Mm -hmm. And I'm an expert at it. And I realize, you know, now that I'm 52 years old, a young 52, uh, I can reflect back and see like what were the skills that right. I can teach and share with people. And a lot of it was never giving up. I don't believe in the word can't, shouldn't, wouldn't. I don't think, I don't even think about contractions. Mm -hmm. uh, I think of solving the problem. I'm very solution oriented. That's my mindset. Mm. And that's something I would offer everyone. Instead of saying, well, it's a challenge or it's a problem, say, what can I do to double down? Right. Instead of, I can't, how can I? It's like these simple mind shifts. But yes, the words you use. And it, believe me, I didn't know this when I was younger. Okay. And I learned this. The words you use in your mind is so important. Mm -hmm. And being in commercial real estate, I realized like, how do I deal with all this failure on a daily basis? The no's, the, you know, no, I won't invest with you, Ben, or, you know, those highs and lows you go through. And when you're in the business for so long, it could be taxing on you. And I think that's why a lot of people don't survive in our business because it's it's showing up every day. Mm -hmm. It's doing something different. I worked on Saturdays a lot, a lot for a lot of my life. And I did that and sacrificed to do it because I wanted to be different. I realized that's how I'm going to get farther on the learning curve and create success. Well, so, so the one question I have with that is like a lot of people, I think, believe that doing well means working hard. And I do know that sometimes you got to work hard, but then you also get to a point where you've got leverage and you've got a lot more freedom. So I'm curious, you know, I feel like we live in a time where people's mental health isn't the best. There's burnout. Right. Um, you know, I have Lyme disease. I don't have any symptoms, thankfully, but right. it's just like, different things influencing people's energy levels. And I remember when I was a kid in school, uh, cause I think I've had Lyme a long time. Um, I used to get sick easily. And I remember thinking like, this is never going to work in corporate America. I better start a business and like find a way to support myself because I'm sick too often.
Hey, U-Turn friend, it's Ashley Stahl here. I wanted to interject here with another thought, and it's just about work structures. You know, poly work used to be something that the millennial generation would do to keep the lights on. And what it was is they would take multiple part-time jobs on to pay their bills. Now I'm seeing Generation Z and millennials use poly work as a tool to express themselves and to be financially empowered. So what that means is that you can maybe explore, instead of having one full-time job, taking on multiple part-time jobs, And this can be for multiple purposes. One purpose could be to make more money. Another purpose could be to discover yourself. Maybe you want to take on multiple part-time jobs to see which one feels right, which skill set feels right. Another purpose could be to um, maybe start a business on the side and you want to have a couple jobs that help hone skills that you want to use in your business. Um, There's so many different ways to look at poly work or even just the power of a part-time job. And so if you're thinking about starting a business, um, doing something on the side, and your full-time job is feeling really heavy, I also want to encourage you to crunch your numbers, take a look at your budgets, and ask yourself, what do I need to make? And can I do something part-time that empowers me to have the space to build that business that I want to build? Um, You know, there's nothing wrong with taking a step back to take a step forward. Um, also if you don't know what kind of business you want to start, or maybe you don't want to start a business, um, personal branding is still a thing. You know, there's a reason that people's dog and mom and everybody has a personal brand these days. I mean, I kind of died making Jupiter's, my dog's personal brand on Instagram because it was too time consuming. But if you really want to create one for yourself, it does show up in your bank account. It does show up in your opportunities. It is a really powerful vehicle. I would encourage you to think about the internet like it's a bunch of islands. It's a bunch of different places that you can go to build yourself. So Instagram is an island. A podcast is an island. Different podcasts are still on, you know, an island. My Forbes column is an island. The TEDx channel is an island. YouTube, TikTok, all different islands. Think about where your skill set is and what island you want to build on. And instead of thinking about what kind of business you want to start, if maybe you know you want to start something on the side or full-time someday... You can just think to yourself, where do I want to build my voice and build my authority and create credibility and start building your brand there? So maybe you want to start offering yourself up as a blogger um, for you know mom blogs and you're not really sure what kind of services or products you want to create, but you know that you're interested in it and you just want to start creating content and adding value for that audience. Maybe you want to start a Facebook group about something you're passionate about and you're not really sure yet how you want to monetize that with your skills, but you still are really hyped on the idea of creating a Facebook group and connecting with people. Uh, LinkedIn groups are a diamond in the rough for your career. Maybe you want to create one and be an admin. So just letting you know that you can let your personal brand hide on the internet until you're ready to share it with the world, but it might be a smart way for you to get started in building an audience without having to know what your business is. All right, back into the episode with Ben. For people who are listening, maybe they feel a little overwhelmed with like, oh, wow, this guy is like such an amazing achiever. How do I get started in investing in real estate? Or how do I even shift my mind to think that this kind of success can happen for me? Because I know there's a lot of people listening right now where it's like, you know, I was just reading a study that 80% of employees feel like they're, and I wish I could say the source because it's kind of sad to not, but that they think that their salary is not keeping up with inflation and they're severely worried about their security. So For people who are in that mindset around their security and they want to kind of like start building their little nest egg, what is like one mind shift that you could give them or even two that you think would be so key for them to say, all right, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can be like Ben 
in the next 20 years or in the next five years, I can have my own little mini Ben land of real estate. Like what, what would be, uh, yeah, any feedback you have on that? Do you want to get your daily dose of greens, but not feel like you're eating dirt? <laughs> this episode is sponsored in part by our dear friends over at Athletic Greens. And what I love about their greens powder is that they're not only carbon neutral, but they taste incredible. I started taking Athletic Greens because I really wanted to get all the nutrients and all the vitamins that I could in one swoop. And I just couldn't bring myself to keep drinking those celery, veggie, juice, smoothie things. I just wanted something that tasted good and was good for me. And their greens are tropical, tasty, and yes, their travel packs are perfect for road trips and getaways. So you never really have to miss out. I've been on Athletic Greens for the past year and I just can't seem to live without it anymore. I've passed it on to a couple of friends and now it's become a staple for all of us. I actually look forward to taking my greens every morning. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of nutrients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, and your anti-aging, all the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient, daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. I actually even put it in a smoothie sometimes. To make it easy, head on over to athleticgreens.com slash U-turn, and you're going to get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is head to athleticgreens.com slash U-turn to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now let's get back to this week's episode. One of the things that I didn't learn until I was older was working on yourself. And the reason why I bring that up is because you have to be able to control your emotions to grow, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're an employee. There's nothing wrong with working for someone. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone has certain mission in life that they're passionate about. And so I tell people is figure out your, your highest values. So my highest values are business, health, and personal development. That's what I gravitate to. That's where I have the most confidence. And my and that's what I do on a daily basis. I focus on that. And then my mission is to help people and serve people, teach them. I feel I was put on this earth to help people, teach them all the lessons I learned, teach them how to build wealth. And so that's my purpose, my mission. I would say to anyone out there is work on yourself. Uh, one of the things I do is I got into meditation. Mm. Reason why is because when you're in business, you know, especially our business, it's a lot of sharks and and it's aggressive and and it's it's failure and successes and, and balancing your emotions. And I realized that there were certain things that would trigger me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, people that doubted me or people that didn't believe in me when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I had to take a step back and say, well, that's not the best version of yourself, Ben. And so I took a step back and I started meditating and I meditate now usually three to four times a day. Amazing. I'll, I'll be in my office. It'll be lunch. I'll take nine, 10 minutes out. I'll meditate. I get even. And, and people see it. People mm -hmm. gravitate to me. I become a magnet because I'm even keel. My communication's better. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, 
just my whole world is better from doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know that you're so committed. Like, I'm curious to understand, you know, you, you share a lot about the science of commitment and how it works. Like what is happening for you that makes you so committed? What, what makes me, well, let me just also add one thing that we didn't touch on before I answer that is, you know, regarding uh, becoming the best version of myself. I realize that if I don't become the best version of myself, how do I impact my employees? How do I impact? It's not fair to them. Mm-hmm. I feel I have a responsibility to people mm-hmm. with my knowledge. I feel that I have a gift that I should be sharing with people. Mm-hmm. I felt that a horrible version of Ben Reinberg isn't fair to the people around him. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that. And so that's when it started. And it's been great ever since because um, I love seeing people successful around me. I love the people that work at Alliance to see them thrive. Mm-hmm. And uh, But to answer your question about commitment is um, I realized a long time ago that I need to keep my word. Yeah. Others into myself. I'll give you an example. Okay. I get up at about 4.30 in the morning, Pacific. I live in Southern California in Orange County. And I wasn't feeling so great. I had a little bit of a cold. It's 4.30 in the morning. I got to do my meditation. That's about 27 minutes. Maybe do a vinyasa, stretch out a little bit. And so I'm about an hour in. I won't look at my phone. That's my morning routine before I get started. And I go see, I go and I'm literally looking in the mirror after I get done with meditating. And I looked at myself, Ashley, and I said, all right, Ben, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep your word and go see Andrew and train? Doesn't matter how bad you feel, get in the office, get a lot of energy and get going and no excuses. Or are you going to roll back in bed for two hours and say, yeah, you don't feel well, smart thing to do take care of your health, which is definitely something to think about. And I decided, I said, you know what? I'm going to go see Andrew. I'm going to go train with him. I'm going to go bring it. I'm going to have a great workout. I'm going to stay healthy, strong, and my mind's going to be right. That way, when I get in the office, I'll be the best version of myself. And that's that's what commitment is. Commitment is loving yourself. But there's one thing I am committed to is who I am, my true self. I never forget the day I started. I never forget the people that helped me. I never forget uh, things that my parents taught me. I never forget about the tough times I went through mm-hmm. or, or the challenges I faced. Uh, I don't forget those moments. And when you don't forget where you come from and you you stay grounded, mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm still Ben Reinberg, the eight-year-old kid that was selling cigarettes. Yeah. I'm still the guy that loves to eat Swedish fish. Mm-hmm. Being committed is, is be true to yourself. Be committed to getting everything that you want out of life and, and understand who you are and work on yourself and you will achieve what you want to achieve. What's going on, U-Turner? This episode, I wanted to take a moment to just acknowledge one of my absolute favorite brands, 
in the world making the biggest impact on my day-to-day beauty and it's herbal face food. It's the only skincare product that I've become so obsessed with. I use it every day. I didn't even reach out and ask them to sponsor the podcast. I wanted to just stop by and highlight one of my favorite things. I am the first person to admit that I obsess over skincare. If I could make my skin look like I'm seven years old, I probably would. And I want to share with you the one thing that I've been using that has changed my skin, and it's the Cure product from Herbal Face Food. So if you have acne or hormonal acne or even a melasma, any discoloration on your face, it literally cured my hormonal acne in less than two weeks. It left my skin feeling so soft, so smooth. And since I'm really particular about what I put in my body, I also care about what goes on to my body. So Herbal Face Food's product is made from 57 natural botanicals and their products are antiviral and yes they are so natural that you can literally eat them though I probably don't recommend trying to I loved it so much that I wanted to reach out to them and get a discount code for you so that you can experience them so just head on over to ashleystall.com slash skin that's a-s-h-l-e-y-s-t-a-h-l dot com slash skin and use the code ashley 20 at checkout to get a discount on your order i love their serum and i love their cure product i use it every morning every night and it's just been such a game changer making me look younger my face look brighter i hear from so many of you i wanted instead of posting an ad right here to just share and shout out one of my favorite brands and give you this promo code of ashley 20 over at herbal face foods Thanks again for tuning in and back to the episode. If you're starting a business or you're in business, you know, and you have people doubting you, can't listen to them. You got to listen to what's in your heart. And it's very hard because you might have parents, friends, colleagues, girlfriends, boyfriends, significant others, you name it. And what ends up happening is the reason why you're hearing that, what I call white noise, from people is because they're jealous. They didn't have they didn't have the the chutzpah or the guts to do what you are doing. And remember that for you folks out there that are in a business or started a business or or been doing it for almost 30 years like me, just know that when people are criticizing you, it's because it's their own insecurities. It's they're looking they're looking at their own mirror and saying, man, I wish I wish I would have done what she did or what he did or mm. what did. And, and that's that's a powerful thing. I had to really grasp that when I started my business, I was young. I mean, I the haters were just coming out from all over. Mm. How are you going to raise money, Ben? How are you mm. going to find deals? You have no money. You have no balance sheet. How are you going to get a loan? So let's get into that. I think a lot of yeah. people listening right now, they don't have money and maybe there's a lot of work to do on their mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be some feedback or some tactical steps, most importantly, that we can advise them to start looking into to truly like maybe there's books you've read that really shifted things for you. But what are some tactical things that we can tell everyone listening beyond their mindset? Because one thing I know about mindset for me is that it's malleable, right? When that's the good and not so great news too. It's like you can change it for the better or it can bounce back into a way that into a state that isn't serving you. So 
Um, what can we share for people who maybe they don't have a great mindset with money? They never have had a savings. They always have 10K of debt on their credit cards. I know that the majority of America doesn't really have money left for any sort of an emergency. Um, what would you share just on how to kind of shift that or the beginning stages to do that? When I was younger, I was going through the same thing. So you're, I, I just want to say everyone out there, you're not alone if you're going through that. And I understand. Um, I would say do whatever possible, get rid of your credit card debt because the interest rates are just absolutely astronomical. So that would be something to focus on. Mm -hmm. To share some knowledge uh, with your with your audience is I would suggest getting a mentor or coach mm -hmm. if you can find it, if you finance it or because that's investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. So first step I would do is invest in yourself because no one else will. Mm -hmm. By the way, no one's coming to tell you to get up and go work out and 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 go to work and grind. And no one, no one was there for me. No one was tapping me on the shoulder and say, you know what, Ben, you gotta get up. You gotta go do this. I that's where the commitment comes into play that you mentioned previously. And what I've learned over the years, and especially when I was younger, is you gotta connect with people that have been there and done that, that can elevate you. So I would say, and it's one of the things you could, if you want to get into commercial real estate, the best way to do it is to connect with me, is to take the classes, get in a mastermind, let me teach you and make that investment. That's that's one way you can do it to get in our business. Any other business you're in, it doesn't have to be commercial real estate. Find the person that you can connect with that will help you and, and ask them, say, hey, can you mentor me? And if you have to pay them or figure out some sort of structure or cut them in to the new entity, whatever you have to do, that to me would be the best way to get on a learning curve. Now, by the way, I didn't do that when I was younger. Let me be very clear. I didn't even know, I didn't even know there was mentors or coaches. I just went to people that were icons in our business. I would ask for help and usually I'd say no or figure it out yourself. And so I'm a self-starter. I figure it out myself. However, in this environment with social media and what goes on, there's plenty of people that can coach and mentor you. Okay. I have tons of coaches that I work with. I have mindset people. I have spiritual people. I have consultants for work for me personally. Um, I am an endless uh, junkie for mentors and coaches and because I believe in it and it's great networking and you learn a lot and it's just one thing that people say that kind of resonate with you. All right. So I was thinking now about Ben's comment about making money and being resourceful and I wanted to share with you right here some perspective on that. First of all, I think that we all have skills that we can monetize, whether it is our language skills, like we speak whatever language we do, whether it is some sort of skill we use in our work. And if you want to earn extra cash, maybe you're in debt, or maybe you just want to have some inspiration, some financial empowerment, I want to encourage you to think about putting yourself on sites like Upwork or Fiverr or um, F-I-V-E-R-R. Um, or even Craigslist, like submitting yourself as someone that can teach 
you know, languages or teach math or tutor, whatever it is that you can do to start earning extra money to empower yourself if that feels good. And remember that business models don't just have to be you doing the service. You can build up your client base and eventually um, have a team with you that supports you and takes on these jobs. I also want to point out that on LinkedIn or any sort of job posting site, you see job postings and openings all the time. There's nothing wrong with offering yourself up as a freelancer to make extra money. So you can find if you want to do writing services and you do a lot of writing in your current day job, nothing wrong, you know, depending on your employee handbook and if you're allowed to market yourself, contacting places that are hiring a full-time role and saying, you know, hey, um, and just writing a pitch email about yourself saying, hey, I'm a writer and I'm so inspired to offer myself as a freelancer for this role. So if you end up not wanting to have someone full-time and you want a freelance resource, um, my hourly is this and attached is a sample blog post or something like that. Figuring out who the hiring manager is on these job postings you're seeing and realizing that just because they're hiring for a full-time employee doesn't mean that they might not be receptive to you being their freelancer. So I just wanted to share some resourcefulness here. Okay, so just for anyone who's taking notes, removing credit card debt, investing in yourself, whether that looks like working out or getting a coach, and also connecting directly, you know, step three with somebody who can actually help you, maybe somebody who's been there and done that. Um, starting with the removing credit card debt, I know that there's a lot of people where it's so much more than debt. It's like a mindset. It's an addiction. We live in a world where I feel like there's so many addictions that are hidden, right? Like we... Um, you know, like workaholics can be celebrated by society when really they're hiding behind work. Um, sexaholics, like all the holics, right? So it's, it's like, um, you know, even for me living in New York City, I'm in Miami right now, but living in New York City, it's like every night there's a reason to go get drinks with someone. At what point is it just like, I'm not living a healthy life? So I'm curious when it comes to the credit card debt, um, for the people out there that can't seem to find a good relationship with money, they can't seem to keep money or they just can't even really make ends meet, let alone, you know, pay off their debt. What are some um, mind shifts that you made with money or what are some um, tactical steps that they could take to shift this? I don't, I don't spend money I don't have. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so if I put something on a credit card, I know I have that money to, to use. That would be my first step. Don't spend money you don't have. And it's okay. There's no shame. You don't have to wear expensive clothes. You don't have to drive a fancy car. I what I loved about not having money when I was younger is I was I was hungry. And that hunger fueled me where I'm like, okay, then I'll get the nice car when I have money. And you know what? Ashley, you value it more when you have it. There's a there's a there's a real gratitude behind that when you start making money. And so my thought is if you live within your, your highest values, you'll attract money in what realm you're in. You know, if you have credit card debt or you have student debt or different debt, my suggestion is figure out what your mission is in life and your values and go after it. Because every day you're going to wake up and gravitate to whatever that is. And that will alleviate a lot of money issues. While you're figuring that out, there's no shame in getting a job and working mm -hmm. for them. I mean, it's interesting. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and, and be successful. And they look at social media and social media is so tainted of how easy it is. It's, it's not. And so 
if you have to go and work at McDonald's or or wherever or a Panera or wherever, you know, to get started and and you do it, there's no shame in that. There's there's just everyone feels that they're downgrading if they have to be an employee somewhere. And I think that's a I think that's a I think that statement is not really to me really accurate. I think you do what you do to get to who you want to be. You're not entitled to anything in this world. Everything you do is earned. That is everything besides money, trust, relationships, how you're responsible, how you treat people. That's your own behavior. You own that. No one else does. And, and we're all different. You know, we're part of the circle. Every one of us has our own, what I call our fingerprint. And at the end of the day, we're all blessings that we were put on this earth. When you realize that, and you realize that, hey, this is who I am. This is my highest values. This is my mission. This is who I gravitate to. But in order to get there, I need to go work for someone to kind of get to where I went. Or maybe the person I'm working for is part of that mission or that value system I have. That is okay. And I see a real disconnect that people feel that working for others can't achieve the goal or the values or the mission that they want. Really powerful to remember, like if somebody's that, it's like, do they want to not, again, nobody, you know, it depends on people's scenarios, right? Like some of them, some of us have things that really are beyond the scope of our control, but really kind of reflecting on, am I in debt because I don't really want to live my life outside of it? Do I not want it enough? Um, and I love what you said about core values. And I, I write about that in my book. I think a lot of people struggle to unlock their core values. What feedback, you know, and I, I like that you said, you know, you're you're not entitled to anything, but if you when you live in your highest values, you can attract money. Um, I feel like for me, self-expression is such a high value. And with this show, I've just been pouring myself into it. With my book, it's the same thing. Um you know, do I make millions and millions of passive income? Absolutely not. But I love what I'm doing. I make money doing it. It supports me in such a beautiful way. I feel like for some people listening, this is going to feel so far away. Um, how do you start to even tune in to what your highest values are? And I know a lot of people, we have many different values. So how do we kind of attune to the ones that are the real ones that we're going to focus on? Well, you take a step back and you realize, you know, we're where do you gravitate to? Mm-hmm. Values can change. I mean, you can get older. You could have a 25-year-old woman listening to this. And in 10 years from now, she might have different values. Maybe she, you know, has a family, you know, has kids. Uh, maybe she's a career-oriented woman, maybe both. And so things change and evolve. And so just listen to yourself. Listen to that inner voice. That That's how really... You know, success to me, people ask me all the time, Ashley, every single day I hear this question. What is success, buddy? How do I get there? Success to me is being able to manage and balance that inner voice in your head, your emotions, that voice that talks to us. Ben, you can't do that. Well, yeah, I can do that. And so I always give advice when you hear that little voice. Take a step back, take a breath and say, I don't know that person, Right. Who's that person talking to me? I don't know. And that's how you get through it. And so if you're younger and you're getting started and you feel it's out of reach, whether you're in debt or you just just believe in yourself and work on yourself 
I would always suggest get involved in some sort of developing to be the best version of yourself. And there's a lot of coaches. I was going to ask you about that too. Like, are there any books that you've read or what, what books have you read that have a impacted your health, um, be your wealth. And I can repeat these, your health, your wealth, and, um, your purpose. What are some of those books that you think have really brought that out for you? I think, well, I know, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill had a big impact on me. That was something that impacted me. I've read a handful of times. I'm now listening to a book on tape when I drive. And so I kind of like that. It's, it's fun. And every time I read a similar book, Ashley, I learn different nuggets that come out of it. You know, you have different lens and different listening. And so that's one Uh being in commercial real estate, the first book that really inspired me was uh, Robert Kiyosaki and Sharon Lecter's book back in the early 90s, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because I was trying to figure out how to build wealth. And to build wealth, you got to buy assets that produce cash flow. Mm-hmm. And that could be a range. And so commercial real estate to me was the key ingredient. I feel it's the best asset class investment in the world. And obviously, I'm biased because that's what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. However, uh, those were two books that really resonated with me. Thank you so much for for being here. And for those of you listening, I'm going to do, uh, I know a lot of you have been asking me to do post-episode breakdowns. So I'm going to talk a lot about Ben's advice here and give you even more feedback on how to kind of connect to that authentic sense of values. Um, so I'm really excited to do that. Thank you so much, Ben, for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. What a, what a real treat and pleasure to be able to speak with you. And uh I hope everyone got some uh, knowledge out of this and, you know, they can, if they want more knowledge, they can always go to benreinberg.com, which is my personal website. If, you know, obviously the Ben Reinberg, I own it podcast is on every podcast uh, platform out there. And if they want to learn about my company, it's Alliance CGC. So that's AllianceCGC.com. And we give a lot of content on my uh, website about investing in real estate. Uh, we have a brand new fund called the Alliance Medical Property Fund. If you're interested in investing uh, passively in commercial real estate, you can if you reach out to us. So a lot of different ways to connect. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all the different platforms as well. So I'm out there. And so if you're looking for advice or want to follow me to grab some knowledge and something I could do to benefit your life. That's, that's the best way to connect with me. Thank you so much again for being here. Thanks. Hey, you turn friends. It's Ashley Stahl here and I'm doing a throwback. I don't know if you remember, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, the first 70 or so episodes, I did a post episode breakdown and I felt so called to do that after Ben's episode because I could hear that he was in a certain frequency that I want to talk about that is really life-changing to me, and it's a frequency of love. So, you know, I think it's really hard to be in loving energy all the time if somebody's, you know, cutting you off in traffic. It's hard to get a parking spot. It's just like day-to-day life. I don't know why driving seems to be my example, but I just think life can be hard, and being here is such an achievement, like putting food on the table going to school if you went to school, like whatever it was that you did to get to where you are, it's it can be tough and we can get tired. That being said, if you can choose 
to be in a frequency of love everywhere you go. And what that looks like is giving people the benefit of the doubt, uh, thinking the best of people, assuming the best of people. It doesn't mean being blind. It doesn't mean getting taken advantage of. It just means giving the benefit of the doubt. Um, You know, I think that there's some sorts of people out there who, when it comes to trust, they either start with zero trust and people grow their trust, or they start with 100% trust or something like that. And if the person proves that they can't trust them, the trust is gone, right? I try to trust people and be in a frequency of love everywhere I go. I try to be curious And it's not that I am like a perfect example of this, but I will say that it has completely changed my life to be in this loving energy. And one of the mindsets that I have with this that I think Ben somewhat has, and he talked about people being sharks and stuff like that in business, but I try to see the world as like a friend of my family. Like, you know how you have some family friends where they're kind of distant, but like if you ran into them, you would be kind of warm because there's some sort of association there. That's my intention when it comes to being in a frequency of love. It's just having conversations with people and being warm and being kind and assuming because the truth of the matter is somehow we probably are all related, which is kind of a weird topic, but just really assuming that like we're all connected in some way. And if you can be in a frequency of love everywhere you go, um, it changes your life. So I would recommend tuning into your heart before you go to the grocery store, before you go to the coffee shop. And just tuning into the love that you have for yourself, for the world. And if you can't channel that, think of someone you love. Think of something you love. I think about my dog Jupiter, family, my partner. Um, Feel that love in your heart. And it doesn't mean you need to get taken advantage of, but it can mean that you're kind, loving, warm, and positive, and you lift the vibration of environments you walk into. And by doing that, it has this circular effect where you feel so much better. And on the note of love, I wanted to share um, this realization that I was having the other day. Um, You've heard me talk a lot about my best friend, Nicole Naupavar, who is a psychotherapist in Los Angeles. And I was realizing through my relationship with her and a lot of friends that I have that we learn how to love and choose love through friends. Because when it comes to family, it's not that I want to call it forced love, but it's kind of like we're born into family and we're supposed to love them, right? It's the people we're supposed to give love to. And if you have a challenging family, my heart goes out to you. Um, I definitely understand those dynamics in some way, but I will say, I think family is where we learn that we're supposed to quote unquote love people. And that's why I think friends are such a big deal because we choose to love them. We choose to love certain friends. And I'm not just talking about acquaintances. I'm talking about people that you choose to show up for. I think about um, Nick and when she went through a huge life change and I was living in Paris, booking my flight home the next day to be with her, really choosing to give her my attention, to give her my love, to make her a priority. And I think those sorts of relationships in your life help you learn what love really is and help you choose better life partners, help you choose better people in your life. And so I think being in a frequency of love, choosing friends that really um, warm your heart and that you can show up in love for is so powerful and gives you more to bring into your career. You know, um, there's so much that I have to say when it comes to 
to love and um, success, but I wanted to end this episode with this. So I'm sending you a lot of love. I'm curious what you thought of this. And um, I'm always on Instagram at Ashley Stahl. And if you haven't reviewed the podcast yet, please do. It means the world to us and take care. Thank you so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And thank you again so much for our sponsors. We are here because of you and to our listeners. Thank you for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people and brands that we trust and we believe in. And just for listening to the show, writing your reviews on the Apple app, and just being willing to make your own U-turns. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.